Welcome to the new Sex and Happiness with Lori Handlers and her partner, Michael Gibson. You're about to dive into a world where amazing sex is just around the corner. And happiness is available to everyone at any age. It's time to learn a little, laugh a little, and explore sex and intimacy from every angle. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sex and Happiness Show, a show about your sex and your happiness, and ours too. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm Michael Gibson. And we just watched... (laughs) (laughs) We just watched a heart-wrenching documentary about Lucy and Desi. And if you haven't seen it, you might want to see it. It's an Amy Poehler film, and it's on... Was it on Amazon? It was not on Netflix. It was on Amazon Prime, yeah. Okay, it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. We wanted to watch it to see what we could learn from their relationship. Because they were the two funniest people in on the planet. Mm-hmm. She was the funniest person on the planet. And he was her straight man. And he was like amazingly funny also. Yeah. And they were an unlikely two people to get together. They were an unlikely marriage. And yet they fell in love with each other the minute they met. Like they, they married something like six days or six, six months. months. Oh, six months later after they met. And there was a lot of racism at the time nobody wanted her to star in a show with a cuban that's right so there's still racism that go that's a given that's always some a white woman with a latino man yeah that's always that's always a given the odds against you and so when people have those kind of odds they usually make it so they made it yeah they made it as a couple they made it as a success and they were deeply in love and (laughs) deep breath they let the job and the work and how big they got get in the way of their love. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale as much as it is a, a tale of hope, of love. They loved each other. To the last, like, to his last dying minute. Yeah. No other. They loved each other fully, completely. It's so inspiring to me. And, you know, in the very beginning, we all know about their, literally their groundbreaking sitcom I love Lucy. They created that, both Desi and Lucy, to be together, to be, together. To, to be able to raise a family because they were, the first nine years of their marriage, they were completely apart. He was on a, on the road all the time with his big band. She was doing movies and comedy. And so their lives were not conducive to actually raising a family. And then they had this amazing connection, almost a vaudevillian way of doing things. And they were so groundbreaking. It really was Desi's brilliance in business where he said, yeah, we want to tape this. We're going to start taping these so that everybody across the nation can have the same quality. And then one of the producers or one of the other executive producers said, yeah, Lucy really does well in front of a live audience. And he said, okay, well, let's tape it in front of a live audience. And that was the first time it was ever done. Anyone had ever done that before. Yeah. And it was so that it was, but the whole idea behind it was so they could be together because they were always apart and they wanted to be together and they wanted to start raising a family. Yeah. So now I'm going to roll them back and talk about something that happened to us early on in our relationship. Yeah. So when Michael and I first met, he was a network engineer and I was me, you know, as a Tantra teacher, I was leading courses for ISTA worldwide and uh, I traveled a lot and that was good. We liked a lot of separation. We didn't believe in living together. And, um, and then I said to Michael, you should really teach this stuff with me. 
you're really good. Most men don't know the skills that you have and they need to learn it and we could teach it together. I think we should work together. And I right away after, after <laughs> us <laughs> having an amazing evening and talking about all these yeah, things. Yeah. After I was talking about all this, I went away to Israel and I was driving the car with my friend Kobe in Israel Kobe. and Kobe said, Laurie, I heard you're going to work with your partner, Michael. I said, yeah, I am. I'm really excited about it. And he said, I have to caution you. If you work together, work will take over your relationship. And if work takes over your relationship, you won't enjoy each other anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you don't enjoy each other anymore, everything will be work. And then if you don't enjoy each other anymore, then it'll get in the way of the love. And I said, thank you. I know. Look, <laughs> I was so mad when I found the guy it. loves me and he yeah. wanted to really just caution me about work getting in the way of our relationship. And I came home and I didn't say anything to Michael. We didn't live together at the time. We haven't, we didn't live together until during COVID. So we had separate domiciles, which we were committed to. Yeah. And one night we were together, we were having a romantic evening in my backyard. I was swinging on a hammock. He was sitting on a, on an ottoman. your feet. Yeah. He was sitting on an ottoman. He was rubbing my feet and he got distracted. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he said, he picked up his phone. He started texting and he said, I know I'll connect to all the men that I have who are following me. I'll send them an email. I'll get this thing going together. And like, there was a look of horror <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Kobe's in her ear going, and by the way, <laughs> work is going to take over your love life. And I was horrified and Michael could see that I had lost my color. I looked horrible. And he said to me, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing. And he said, something's wrong and you're making me wrong. And I said, no, I'm not, not. He said, yeah, you are. <laughs> what happened? I said, when I went to Israel, my friend Kobe said that work was going to take over our intimate times. I listened to him, but I didn't believe it, but it just happened. And it made me really scared. I couldn't breathe. And Michael said, Michael was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, She was upset. Exactly what he said. She was upset. I, here's what I said. I said, I said, it's just a matter of that. I lost presence for a moment. And I said, and when I do that, really, all you got to do is just raise your hand and tell me, Hey, I, I want to. you back. Can you come back now? And that solved that problem for us because we've had many of those moments since then. And really it's just about raising your hand and going, Hey, I want you back. I need you back. So that was a great tool. We invented that night. Michael actually yeah. invented it that night. And so now we're in a different spot where we are working together. We work separately. We work together yeah. and we live together and we actually have plans of getting married, which we also said we'd never we, do. <laughs> we're breaking all our own rules. So then tonight we watch this Lucy uh, Desi show and we see how easy it is to fall into that trap and how right Kobe is. If you're not careful, if you don't remember why you got into the thing you're doing with your partner, if you don't remember from the very beginning why you started doing it, yeah, you become a slave to the doing. Yeah. And so it's very important to protect the love that you have because you can lose love. You can lose your love for your partner. 
Or at least you could be so crazed by the work that you can't remember how much you love. Like you, you get pulled apart by the waves of that ocean, of the ocean of work. And then it's, you don't want to have anything to do with each other. And then yeah. even if you marry other people, which they did, they still loved each other. They just couldn't be together because it was too hard. Yep. Yeah. So we thought we would get on here tonight and talk about it and caution some people and thank Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Michael would ever thank Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. I think it's something that we need to look out for. And I think it's something that everyone needs to look out for, especially if you're partners in business together. Yeah. So if you're wondering, what could we do? Like, how do we do this? How do you, how do you return back to that? newness of love in the very beginning and look at all the things that you've done together. Maybe it's raising a family, like you're raising a family, but things aren't working and there's a, it's tough and you're not connected to the reasons that you got together in the first place. One particular thing that Lori and I love to do, and we do it often because people want to know mm. is we tell our story. We tell how we got together, how, what a chance meeting it was. Never, ever thought it would happen to me. I never thought that I would find the love of my life, that I would fall in love so deeply and so completely. And yet it happened. And the way it happened is such a beautiful example of what Lori calls Lottie Han, <laughs> moving in the unknown. Lottie Han is moving in the unknown and trusting the process, like not resisting it, allowing it, surrendering to it, like being in the unknown and letting it unfold. Yeah. So should we tell our story? So we're going to tell you our story and we're going to encourage you to tell each other your story. And then anytime you get together with anyone new or someone who's never heard your story before, offer it up. And I like to find out what other people's stories are. Yeah. And you can see the twinkle in their eye. Like, how did you meet? How did you... What was it like when you first started seeing each other and you weren't really sure? What was that like? So Why don't you begin? You always begin. So we were invited to a party here in Phoenix. It's interesting because last weekend we went to a party at the same guy's house. We weren't that into going to a party, but we went because that's where we met. We met at his, it was a different house, but it was the same guy. Yeah. So we purposely went, even though it wasn't exactly an anniversary or anything. So we were invited to a party. And it was here in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was a clothing optional dance party. And we both went to that party with our clothes on. Yeah, and I opted to stay in my clothes. I stayed in my clothes too. <laughs> there were a few people dancing naked, but it was yeah, not too really, many. It was, was different. It was really is what I'd never been to anything like that before. And and I remember I was standing at what I call the bar. It was basically a counter with a bunch of wine and booze on it. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at him. Oh, wow. That's that. Yeah. They've got this and they've got that. And Lori walks up and I look at her and I politely say, Oh, hi, I'm Michael. What's your name? And we shook hands and Lori. And we started talking about the wines that we like that were available. And, Oh, have you tried this one? And she hadn't tried it. And so she did. And, and we got ourselves glasses of wine and thanked each other. And off we went separate. Walked heads. away. We had no chemistry. No chemistry. No interest. Yeah, I was chasing this Russian girl that was there. I don't remember any <laughs> Russian girl. Anyway, then five nights later, we were at an event in Phoenix. 
Again, it wasn't a party. It was an event for a group that's no longer together, I don't think, but it was called One Taste. And they had, at their events, they had various facilitated activities. And the activity of note was called the hot seat. And they asked if there were any volunteers to go on the hot seat. And Michael, well, I, I want to stop you here because I remember walking in and oh, you Lori was sitting on what's what I found out to be called the first chair, but she was sitting in this chair and I walked in and I was like, oh, I remember you from a few days ago. And she's like, yeah, and I was surprised that you were there. I was like, oh, there's this woman again. And uh, oh, hi, hi. How are you? We talked, we did the pleasantries and uh, I went and sat and then they went through the program and Lori telling the part about me sitting on the hot seat. Oh my gosh. So so they put him on the hot seat. He volunteered and they asked him the question, what do you want? And I said, I believe there's a goddess in every woman and that's who I want to meet. And I, my body reacted to that. My body had a visceral reaction and I asked him the question, have you ever told anyone this? And he said, no. Nope. And I thought, so the, the, night evening, went on. Yeah, the yeah. evening went on and then it was came to a close and it was at a place in Phoenix that was a bookstore and a wine bar. So we had talked about wine five days previous, but we didn't spend any time together or have a drink together. We walked away from each other. So this time I went up to him at the end and I said to him, we should have a glass of wine right now. And I said, really, why is that? And I said, because I am the goddess. And what you said made me a little wet. And his eyes went up over his glasses. He's not wearing his glasses now, but you've seen him in his glasses before. His eyes went like this over his glasses. Pretty much like that. Yeah. And he said, yeah, okay. Okay. So we went and had a glass of wine together and we vetted each other mm. rather quickly, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We asked each other very important questions about our values and about ways we had invested in ourselves things we had done, things we were into. Mm. And then he said, should we date? And I said, yeah. And that was about seven years ago. She actually said, yeah. And? Oh, yeah. I, I come with a warning <laughs> label, like it's Surgeon General's warning. I will disrupt your life. <laughs> and she did. And I did. Remember, I was a network engineer seven years ago. That was my profession. And today I travel the world with this amazing, lovely, beautiful human being. And I'm teaching what I can about love and sex and uh, relating and relating. Yeah. So thank you for disrupting, disrupting my life. life. <laughs> yeah. So now that our lives have been disrupted, mine too. <laughs> And, and we have this thing going on and we watched this beautiful documentary about Lucy and Desi in which we laughed and cried in it. Yeah. I think we should talk about how we remind ourselves that we really are in love. Also, one of the things we do is I travel a lot more than he does. And so we have something called the joy of missing. Mm. And that is that we're apart. And so we have enough space to be alone in our own spaces and then come back together and really love the, and cherish the time that we're together. That's right. Yeah. And we're not apart for nine years. That's right. Yeah. Nine years would be too much. No. Yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing is we resolve issues that we have as quickly as possible. 
we have a whole technique or a series of techniques that we use for returning to love as quickly as can be. And that's part of what we teach in our Extraordinary Lovers course. Yeah. How to return to love over and over again, even after trespasses, even after ugly moments, even after arguments, even after whatever. We have a process for returning to love. And we practice those things. They're not just cute quips and things that we say. They're actually things that we intentionally activate in each other, especially when it comes to forgiveness, not only asking for it, but offering it and then allowing that forgiveness. A lot of people say that love is unconditional or true love is unconditional. And I don't believe that. I believe love is conditional. There are conditions under which I can easily love a person. And there are conditions under which I cannot love. And Lori and I have been able to navigate that because we now know what love is. We're like Forrest Gump. Wait a second. I was going to say that coming to the bedroom and to the relationship with beginner's mind. Like you don't like it if I say, I know you. Yeah. I know that about you. I know this about you. You like it if I don't know this about you, if I don't categorize you. So that's also coming to the relating, the newness with yeah. a beginner's mind over and over again. Yeah. What's new? And being aware of the times where we begin to get into the rut of familiarity, because we both know that familiarity breeds contempt. And there are a number of things that happen in every relationship when you have so much familiarity with a person that you begin to project one. And then the other thing is to anticipate. And both of those things can cause havoc in a relationship. What was really interesting to me, and I've been saying this for the longest time, was that as we were watching this movie, mm. this documentary, Lucy and Desi eventually get divorced. And her children are saying the weirdest thing was, is that right after they were divorced, they began to get along again. They began to yeah. treat each other with respect they and honor each other. Best friends. She called him every day. Desi Lu Studios was the largest studio in the world, literally, and then eventually sold it off to Paramount. But the point is that they continued on together after they dissolved this thing that Lori and I consider relationship. Mm -hmm. The relationship dissolved. And once the relationship was dissolved, they now had boundaries again. And they were able to then operate in a way that was more loving, that was conscientious, that was respectful. Yeah, and caring. And, they, and all of a sudden, they lost all the bitterness and rivalry and upset. And they were able to work with each other. It's really fascinating to me. That's what happens. Have you ever noticed that when you break up with somebody, all of a sudden you get along with them better? Unless you don't. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of the tips that we have. We don't, we have many more and we mm. teach them in a course yeah. called Extraordinary Lovers, which you can find out more about at lauriehandlers.com. You yeah. can go to lauriehandlers.com and find out more about our courses. But we just had to come on and talk about it because we were really moved by seeing it. And then, of course, in our background <laughs> lurking is the things that Kobe said to me. And Kobe. And so I've, I've never met Kobe, but I, I will hug him and I would tell him thank you. I'm, yeah, because offer him he that. warned us yeah. about something at, to stay away from. Yeah. And we now saw two people who so loved each other mm. and that happened to them. So I don't want that to happen to us. So we have to do everything. We have to be really present and yeah. really conscious. We don't want that to happen to you either. No, we don't. And you have to be present and conscious. And you've, but you, I also recommend that you connect 
with other couples or if you're in a throuple or if you're, but connecting with others who are in relating, that are relating with each other and who are committed to each other and loving. And so, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you're, you're present to the state of your relating at all times yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I really love that show and I love you. Thank you. I love telling our story. It's so much fun. Thank you. And it's me too. unique. It is unique. Yeah. Who would have ever thought? I never. I would have never thought I would meet somebody that met me so fully. <laughs> and that makes me really happy. Thank you. Yeah, I kiss you. Yeah, and you can kiss me on our podcast. Is that all right? I guess. Is it okay? Is it okay with you? I hope so. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. All right. That's it for us this evening. We hope you enjoyed this and we hope you actually watch the film and see what you think about it and see what you could do to also prevent that happening to you because sometimes the greatest love of all is the greatest love right in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Okay. Okay.